0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. I am uh
1: man facts beast, um, beast boy facts, disciple of, of beast man facts.
0: Coming in at a showbiz 500.
2: <laughs> uh, and I uh, nursing a, a, a cup of tea. For my voice, which may or may not be getting ravaged by COVID, uh, is, is Chris. How, how you guys doing? I'm doing good,
0: man. And since you're drinking that tea, you know what I'm gonna do. I got a tall boy here. We gotta crack that open. Just a little old school, predetermined. I feel like somebody's always got to keep the can crack going.
2: It's important. It's an important. It's basically how everyone knows the episode is gonna get going. Um. So I gotta ask. Oh, and it's it's a hard Mountain Dew,
0: guys. Yeah, we it we is all a-
1: celebrated. Those when we were uh, together for the Forbidden Door show, we were
0: all drinking big boy Mountain Dews. It is really disappointing that it like, you know, it deep into those episodes of Predetermined that this beverage did not exist, because Mm. I feel like we would be the perfect, you know, people to promote this. This is a perfect product for Predetermined. You're all Mountain Dew drinkers, no offense. Not you guys, but the people with headphones in.
1: Yeah, I mean just I feel like an average listener to this podcast, they see a new episode comes in, pop a couple blue chews, crack open a <laughs> fixture of hard mountain dews, and uh yeah. get get ready to, to listen with
2: intensity. And that's how and that's how they enjoy uh their commute each morning while they're listening to us.
0: They Rock listen to an hard, filled with caffeine. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Just every day for a week, same episode. Just every day. They start at the beginning. <laughs> so,
2: so, G- <laughs> so, Garrett, speaking of uh, uh, old, old, ep- old, prior episodes of, of Predetermined, uh, I hear you were watching uh, one of uh, the old co-hosts of Predetermined, right? Yeah, I feel like such a bastard that we never brought this up. Old pal of
0: the show, former co-host, Hardway Heater. He is fucking back, guys. 157 days on or 357 days on the shelf. He is back in ICW. He redebuted there. And by redebuted, I mean he debuted there. He redebuted into the wrestling universe there. But um, yeah, what the fuck? We had him on here with a broken neck. And yeah. didn't didn't talk about him being a complete goddamn badass in the pit and in the chains all in one weekend in Chattanooga. How, how was, how were the matches? Great. I think I'm trying to remember who he was supposed to wrestle in the pit. Cause I think it changed twice and he ended up against Brett Eisen, who, as far as I know, Brett Eisen had actually semi-retired, but they were, you know, in the group KOBK together. So it was kind of a brother versus brother, just beating the absolute piss out of each other fight. Uh, Hardway, very early on, took a gusset plate to the head. Welcome back to Deathmatch. We missed you, buddy. I hope you come on here and uh chat Deathmatch
2: wrestling with us anytime. Open invitation to Hardway Heater. Do we think he's um? Can- Will he work Beastman soon? Do we think? Holy shit! If Beastman,
0: I don't know. I think Beastman might be out of the Deathmatch game. I mean, we see. It seems like Beastman
2: went legit. I don't know, there's yeah. some pretty aggressive. Uh, there's some big Beastman matches coming up that look like they might be death matches, so maybe, I think, I think for that, I think to, to wrestle Heater again, I think those two, I want to see that.
1: Well, and, I, and oh. honestly, as long as John Moxley is a main eventer, unless it's like Roman Reigns, I don't think anybody is above doing a death match. So I could see him working a couple, couple of death matches just to get back on that John Moxley radar to potentially get a, you know, a one-shot on Dynamite or, or
2: Rampage. Well, if he gets the one-shot on Dynamite, I mean, that's, he's going to be a superstar the next week. It's going to be a long-term contract. But, uh, of course, getting the one-shot on Dynamite last week, maybe we'll see if it's a one or not. Uh, Mance Warner, um, Mox uh, bled with him on national television. As expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought the more telling thing this week for Mox uh, was the promo from Dynamite where he said, uh, if I, I think I'm paraphrasing, but I'm not going to finish until someone gets hurt and I don't care whether it's me or another person, which really yeah. are shoot comments that aren't supposed to be shoot comments. But, I mean, that's
1: I, – I Listen, I, I, I just want to – so that's a good paraphrase despite the fact that you are – very visibly suffering from COVID. I've never seen someone just visually that more obviously has COVID than you do right now. That is he is literally...
0: He is sitting in a filled Starbucks right now. No uh, mask, chatting into a microphone, laughing, just laughing into the sky even, spreading it. He's in hes in a Starbucks, a crowded Starbucks in Queens, New York, mm. the, the real
1: melting pot, which means... Just every different ethnicity of person is going to get COVID from him from this, this appearance on uh, Predetermined
0: this week. And after this, he's headed to a Bubba Gump Shrimp down on uh,
1: <laughs> where he works. <laughs> on a, he yeah. works. No no mask required there. No hairnet. No nothing. Um, any, Anyway, I, I just want to clarify that I know sometimes we can be a little satirical. We can make some jokes here. I meant every goddamn word I said about John Moxley last week. <laughs> I take none of it back. None of it was meant in jest. I I am worried for him and his family, yet thrilled
2: to see what he does next. I gotta just wonder, do you think John Moxley has been to therapy? And if so, how many sessions did he last?
1: Well, so I would imagine as part of his, you know, inpatient rehab, Fair it'd enough. be required. I mean, I-, right. I think Some version of that. But you'd think- they would get to some of the feels. Um, and that's probably when he left and went back to death matches.
0: He's I can only picture John Moxley laying on that couch. Maybe he does start to cry a little bit, has to grab a tissue, blows his nose, head just fucking opens up with blood. He is just (laughs) ruining this, this very expensive couch.
2: I'm just thinking about a therapist really trying to, like, get through to Mox. Um, it it just he seems like he'd be a tough nut to crack. He seems like he'd be someone who the therapist would go like, oh, I, I think the therapist would be like, I think I got through to him today. And much like Renee, hundreds of times over the course of their relationship, she found out didn't actually happen. He's going to go wrestle that death match tomorrow. See? <laughs> The way I visualize
1: it is, you know, he's in he's in treatment and, you know, he's getting into it in his kind of like Rorschach voice that he has now. And he's like, listen, doc, sometimes the only way I can get an erection is by seeing a man bleed, but bleed my blood that's what i need and then you just you like Mm -hmm. the camera pans in my mind and you just see in the therapist chair is just this horrified looking peter avalon who just has (laughs) no idea what he's supposed to do but knowing
0: if he says anything he's gonna get hurt real bad well the real thing to tell a man that comes out with that information is you don't need to see the violence you don't need to feel the violence try this blue chew (laughs) <laughs> this, you know, if this doesn't work, go back to the violence, but at least explore you know, other options.
1: And, and that's another benefit of hard Mountain Dew, because if you're a hard Mountain Dew boy and then you, you, you know, you stumble into a little bit of a drinking problem, you got to put the kibosh on it. You just switch to normal Dew. They got diet Dew, Red Alert, Baja Blast. There's all kinds of Mountain Dew with no alcohol in it.
2: The hard so, Dew tastes just like the regular Dew. It's an easy transition, I think.
1: I think it tastes, and it's sugar-free, and yet somehow it tastes more like real do than diet do,
0: which has no booze in it. And you can drink it straight in front of security guards, because, well, right now, it's only available in three states, so get a friend in either Iowa, Tennessee, or Florida to smuggle you a case.
1: Go drink it anywhere. You can and, drink and, this in class. And for those keeping score, Forbidden Door is not in was not in any of those states, so yeah— Garrett did do that and smuggled us hard do so we could drink in the parking lot between our maiden voyage with the beast man and, you know, and our maiden voyage with an AEW New Japan super show.
0: He's a good friend. Anybody who looked at us holding these is just gonna be like, yeah, those are those are those are do drinkers like we why even bother bothering them? You know, there's, there's no point.
2: You I don't actually always. don't really drink regular Mountain Dew, which I think makes me I, I um I go against the stereotypes of a wrestling fan. I only drink regular Mountain Dew um when Fax convinces me to put it in whiskey to make a space mountain.
1: It's true. That you however, however, you do listen to a lot of new metal still, so that <laughs> you still kind of fit in with the, with the demo that we're
0: shooting for here.
2: Look, the work of stained is timeless. And I think they're only getting better as a band. It's well, th- I mean, let's
0: face it. The new battle days of Stained lasted about one album. Now we're in like alt-right territory with Stained. Um, I think it's. I guess like right, a enough.
2: country era. Mm. Mm. Yeah, probably. I actually haven't listened to Stained. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm they the controlled
2: their narrative work. out
1: of my playlists.
2: <laughs> Speaking of.
0: Speaking of control your narrative. So, I, did we even discuss this on the show last week or was this off mic? We got control your nutrition and the plan for control your nutrition. We're going to, ha- I don't know if you'd call this a bake-off, but we are going to do a it's live a stake review. Off. A steak-off. I'm going to have some veggies in there. You're going to do what, what did you get?
2: Well, I got, so I got both beef ones. So there's a a beef control your nutrition, but then there's a specific Braun Strowman uh, one that is called um, control your beef Beef king, beef king. So I'm going to make probably two small steaks, one with the regular control your nutrition and one with the brawn extra salty that, that they talked about that extra, extra salty. It's good for you. Apparently, um i think the idea is to get you looking bloated and and for your pump um but i'm gonna try both and uh we're gonna see
1: yeah i mean it's a solid name i mean beef king sounds like a japanese sex robot so uh that's maybe (laughs) what it'll
0: what will turn you
2: into braun kind of looks like that on the the packaging
0: that, trust me, the, the sex robots aren't that realistic and jacked.
2: Mm, fair. The, fair. the
0: Japanese, like, a much thinner sex robot than
2: the seven-foot-tall Braun Strowman. So, Garrett, you went with vegetables and, and beef? Oh, I did the four-pack. Oh, you went you went four-pack. All right. I went
0: I went four-pack, so I got beef, I got fish, I got chicken, and I got veggies. I could ma- just have a whole platter in front of me. Got to maximize that shipping. You really gotta take advantage. I don't want to have to be like, oh, this turns out it's very good. I, I should spend eight dollars on shipping again. Just get it all done at once. It was really tempting to throw the Braun Strowman in there. Um, what other wrestlers would you be willing to buy
2: a seasoning from? Great question. Uh, the rock number one. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just trust the rock implicitly. And so the rock would j- I like I've bought the rock's energy drink just because it. It says it's from The Rock. I was like, okay, I got it's a bottle be good. Of, got a bottle of Terramana right behind me, right? You'll buy anything The Rock tells you to buy.
1: I'll tell you who the last wrestler whose seasoning I think I would buy, and that's got to be Brian Cage because he's always eating a big, just Tupperware filled with the plainest ass looking chicken you will ever see. I don't <laughs> think that man's ever met a spice. I don't think he uses salt or pepper. It's just it. He, it might
2: be boiled. Well, I think. See, I think. Brian, look, while Garrett and I are part of maybe the, the target market here, I think the real target market for Control Your Nutrition is Brian Cage, because Brian Cage has heard all about the downside of Big Spice. He's like, I'm not putting that in my body. EC3's like, brother, friend, Ooh. you can have taste on your chicken. You can just you just use ours. And uh, Brian Cage still probably doesn't trust it. But I mean that was part of the idea. You know, it's just trying to make sure Brian Cage wasn't just eating dry chicken for the rest of his life
0: i'm a little hesitant to try the glenn jacobs defund uh, the fbi pork seasoning mm. but you know if it's gonna fund the next campaign you know I'm, a, I'm i'm in tennessee i gotta gotta support side
2: benefit it does clean
0: your teeth <laughs> i like i like my meat seasonings to also be hygienic i like there right. to be a little you know I mean, I will say in your in
1: your state, I've in Memphis. I have been to J- Jerry Lawler's Bar and Grill, so I don't believe he sold seasonings, but I'm I'm fairly certain, like Jr., he did have his own barbecue sauce on sale. Did.
2: did you actually eat at Jerry Lawler's? I
1: I I had at appetizers. We mainly drank there, and I think we had like, but I think it was like French fries or something. I don't think it
2: was because I saw the food come out. I went there too once, and and if you're a wrestling fan and you're in Memphis, absolutely. Go to Jerry Lawler's place because there's fun wrestling memorabilia there. But I will say, I saw the food and thought to myself, I am not eating that.
0: Yeah, and not only do they not sell seasoning, they don't use it. Uh, That drives up costs. (laughs) Uh, You can go back to episode 30-something and listen to my full review of Jerry Lawler's restaurant. Uh, Mm. mm. I'm happy that you both have been there as well because it is, it's weird. It is weird. It is a, it is a, it's a very museum weird. of eight by tens.
2: The one other thing I'll say about uh, Memphis is that I wore a Jerry Lawler t-shirt in Memphis because um, I had one from, a, I think, a, a pro wrestling tease crate. And I was surprised at the number of people who were like, went out of their way to be kind to me because I was wearing a Jerry Lawler t-shirt. Someone was like, I think we sold out of the last tickets of this tour of, of Sun Studios. But because you're wearing a Jerry Lawler t-shirt, I'll sneak you in the back. <laughs> I think that's a Memphis move because I went there and they're like, hey, we're out of tickets.
0: But because you're here celebrating your birthday, come on in. No charge. Oh,
2: oh, so you're saying it's a it's a Cardi move and they'll find anything to do that for you.
0: But I guess what did they gain out of that other than we're promoting Sun Studios, right? Wonderful tour. Been on it a few
2: times. Delightful. Honestly, one of the best Memphis. Uh, I guess they gained the you get the sense that you got a real experience there.
0: Southern hospitality.
2: Yeah. I'm glad I just don't have to wear a Jerry Lawler t-shirt in Memphis all the time now. I think you're telling me I don't need, I can just wear whatever I want and I'll be treated nicely regardless. Have either of
0: you seen him wrestle live? Uh, I mean,
1: if I had, it was probably would have been like early to mid-90s WWF. Um, That's the only time I could think of that I would have.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's, he's come up. I would be shocked if I hadn't, quite
1: frankly, because, again, the, in the early 90s, the Fax family was pretty actively hitting up WWF whenever they hit up the Nassau Coliseum. And I just I got to imagine, you know, him and some member of the Hart family in something did a turn there.
0: I was lucky enough to get two and under my belt. I uh, have a, some fight Joey Ryan <laughs> yes. and Mance Warner. So, you know, five stars to both. For the exact same reasons. Well, one had a fireball. He shot fire at Joey Ryan's dick in the match I saw. He's a wizard.
2: Which, retrospectively, is maybe one of the great baby base moves in wrestling history. <laughs> yeah.
1: He tried to save some of
2: those. Although he probably
1: tried to save some of those women so that he could then groom them.
0: And, yeah, He's, we're going to a dark place. No, he's no, no, no. I see what you mean. Like, he's like, come here,
2: ladies. Let me comfort you in my hotel room. Well, did you go, Garrett, did you go to the Bischoff roast at All In Weekend? I Wait, was that, I didn't even remember that that happened. So no, I I think it was Bischoff. There was definitely a roast at All In Weekend. And by far the star was Jerry Lawler coming on and making perv jokes about himself. And everyone going, <laughs> he's self aware of the fact that he's a terrible person. He's like, I said so many
0: problematic things huh? in the nineties. No punchline, no punchline, <laughs> just facts. Um, I don't. This is this is off topic, but I, this just I, I thought about this. I'm sure I know. I sent you the picture. Did both of you see the um the Sasha
2: Banks meet and greet from this week? Indeed. Indeed I did, yep, I sure did. do you blame her? well, let's be clear, Garrett describe the picture for anyone who hasn't seen it because someone yeah, I mean may it, not I mean have a picture it. here, yeah, so it is a photo from
0: c two e two I believe in Chicago, I think is where that that convention takes place, I mean, think it's right, and Sasha was Banks right. was doing a meet and greet, and security was requesting that everybody keep their distance from sasha there was. I mean, at least six feet between them. So they were being COVID safe, which is kind of funny um, because that didn't seem to be a concern for her earlier in the pandemic. If I recall, Uh, I I don't think it was until Mandalorian was like, oh, you should be a little safe that she's like, "Okay, okay, Yeah, maybe I will. Um, But it kind of brought back shades of if you remember years ago, Avril Lavigne meet and greets where they were comparing Avril Lavigne's meet and greets to Rihanna's meet and greets. And what you got for your money. Which, with Avril Lavigne, you were a good six feet away, both looking sad. Uh, Rihanna was actually holding the people, hopping on their back, lots of touching and smiling. Hmm. Uh, Sasha Banks,
2: she's smiling, but, you know, down the hall. No, I, 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 I mean, I get it. Uh, wrestling fans, decent chance that I mean, they're not the most hygienic. Although, I, I think we get a bad rap on the whole. I don't think we're that bad. I've gone to I've gone to like Dead and Company and and assorted shows and I've I found generally smellier people there than at wrestling shows for the most part.
0: I don't know we're pretty icky, and I don't yeah. like. There's times that I'm at a GCW show where the seats are just way too close, and like Sasha Banks don't want none of that. I barely want any of that.
2: Like, I will I, say I also do feel for for female, uh, wrestlers doing meet and greets. I it always just seems. Like a very awkward energy, um, it, I, I don't know. Like there just always seems like these guys are like very excited to like kind of half touch them. It's very strange, and so I definitely feel for for Sasha in that regard.
1: And I'm with you that for women, it's it's worse. But honestly, for any wrestler, right? Mm. There's at meet and greets, there is a lot of touching that some of these people expect. Like, I don't even get it when you, you see somebody going down the aisle and everyone's just trying to touch them and rub their bare skin. I'm like, what? That's you wanna weird. say You,
2: you want to say you touched a guy on TV, you know? If yeah, people were doing that in the mocks match with Mancer, I remember people, people are like reaching over the barricade, trying to touch bleeding mocks, and it's a little...
0: So- are huh. you telling me, facts? You've never reached out during a wrestling show and given a wrestler just like a—you uh, don't have to like a uh, tongue out and like rub, I've, but like a pat. I—I I've, I've, think I've almost definitely done it, but I
1: definitely am fairly certain as an adult I've never done it sober. Um, but I, I think it's just—I I don't know—if I'm a wrestler and I—and I'm getting—I'm getting hyped in my head. All right. I'm making X amount of money. Here's the meet and greet. Let me just walk through, walk up here and see what we got. I'm hoping to see the least <clears throat> amount of replica title belts possible. Right? <laughs> like I think that the amount of replica belts you see on non-children, to be clear, on non-children, that's a good barometer for what kind of morning you're going to be having.
0: A good day for you is getting to meet some casuals. You don't exactly. need...
1: <laughs> or just some podcasters. I just want to meet some podcasters. I'm Which not is be everybody.
2: Yeah. I find the touching belt thing. I actually do regret. I met Cody once when he was the, U, the IWGP US champion. And I really, I was like, ah, oh, I should have asked him to hold, we should have held the belt or something because it's a pretty cool belt. But um, oh, no, no. I, I get that. I get touching or holding the real
1: belt. I don't get these 30 somethings that are wearing one belt with another belt over their their shoulder, you know, uh, what?
2: I mean, to be fair, I'm a a 30-something-year-old man wearing a 911 t-shirt, but I don't know. In in
1: a very, very crowded (laughs) Starbucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, I think it should be a weekly segment because you do have a magnificent pro wrestling t-shirt collection. And it seems Please like. Please tell a lot my of... wife that, Garrett. Tell, tell her it's magnificent. <laughs> uh, yes. I also, tell Sasha Banks. This, this guy has a great t shirt collection. There is. It's okay. I men on half of
2: them. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> so I, Sasha doesn't need to have an opinion about my t shirt collection.
0: I kind of want to yeah. go do the Sasha Banks meet and greet. And just like wave at her. You know what? I I don't need to be closer to her. I don't need an interaction where she maybe touches my back. And then I'm like, did I put my arm on her? So I just like very lightly, like have like a two fingers on her shoulder to be like, I don't know. You know what? You meet a lady wrestler, you put your goddamn hands in your pocket and mind your business. Agree. Get on your way. However, there's nothing stopping you from keeping your hands in your pocket. Sure. But beforehand,
1: Really roughly applying some mm-hmm. choose your nutrition spices as though mm-hmm. it were aftershave, and just really coarsely rubbing it in, so you just kind of reek of it, even from you know a, a couple of bodies apart.
0: You know what? So- she will notice that you smell like lemon pepper, and that you know something's different
2: about you. So, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: now, Garrett, you you, I feel like you do a little more meet and greets than we do. Any any like awkward meet and greet stories? I'm trying like to th- any like any on the, the level f- of Sasha Banks being that far from
0: from a you know. weird a weird one for sure I can one comes to mind it was at WrestleCon for um I guess it would have been Mania 32 I was in Dallas I had never been to a wrestling convention and I saw that uh, Jake the Snake was about to be there that was <laughs> like for sure like my absolute favorite as a child I love Jake it's like mm-hmm. well I don't know how much longer Jake will be around. Maybe, maybe let's meet Jake. So gave the 40 bucks or whatever. And I'm, I'm the first person in line standing there waiting. I come up. Uh, he, he finally comes out. I tell him, you know, like, you know, you, uh, you're my hero as a kid. I love you so much. He's like, Oh, thanks man. We take the picture. He smiles real big. They snap the photo. The second that photo is done, he goes, I need a fucking cigarette and leaves. <laughs> there is a line of people. He just got there. I was the First person, <laughs> where where I need a fucking cigarette disappears. I never saw him come back, so I guess he got my forty bucks and he's like, "That's good for the day. That's dinner tonight." <laughs> um, I don't. That's the first one that comes to to my head is where he's just like, "Yeah, thanks, man.
2: I need a fucking cigarette." Gone. I will say at a wrestlecon once I met uh Bobby Eaton. Who's who's one of my heroes? And I guess so on the one hand, this was awkward. On the other hand, not unexpected. Everyone said Bobby Eaton, not a man of many words. But I literally walked up to him and it was I think I got in there as like after the actual like signing had ended. It was like, Hey man, just want to tell you, like, you're like one of my favorite wrestlers. I I legend, love you, man. And he just kind of like grunted at me. He's like, hmm. And I was like, "That's gonna have to do." That's as I think Bobby told me he loves me too. I think that's what I'm gonna have to take out of that.
0: <laughs> Wait, okay. So facts. I hear that you've got uh, an interesting Bobby Fish story. We were ta- We were in text the other day, and I I've not heard this. Yeah. Oh, you've never you've never
1: heard. Oh, of wow. This? Yeah. So I don't I don't really do the meet and greets very often. I, I've done them. I've done them, and I and I feel like I'd love to do John Moxley ones too. Right, because he'd just be like, "Oh boy, you're wrestling with ghosts." But I'll tell you what, ghosts don't bleed. Um, but but back to the to the Bobby Fish story. So this was, uh, Chris, do you remember what what year would this have been? Probably 2016. Like I think
2: it's 20. I think 2015. Okay, Best 2015. in the world, ROH, Terminal and Five, I, and,
1: I, and it was definitely. I think it was AJ Styles in the Bullet Club mm-hmm. was, was was there, right? So A, A, Bullet Club, AJ, Ring of Honor. Think of that era. We're we're in uh, we're in New York, and I think you know we've certainly talked about this, uh, uh, Chris and I, on our podcast in the past. But we frequently, with friends of ours, we do underwear bets. So um, we would we would wager at Ring of Honor shows. We would you know have a system of who got to choose first, who's going to go over. You know, these are obviously live shows that we're watching in person, and it would be. It actually started with me and my friend Johnny O that the bet was the the loser had to buy the winner. Um, a pair of underwear and, and an adult magazine. And these shows were typically at the Hammerstein Ballroom, which for those that don't know New York City is directly across the street from Penn Station, you know, the biggest, busiest train station in the country. And the rule would be you'd have to walk across the street, go to the newsstand in Penn Station in in the the light of day or, you know, it'd be the evening, but there'd still be a lot of people there. And you'd have to buy the adult magazine and the underwear there. Anyway, we got more civilized over time. We got rid of the adult magazine. It was just... And by the way, when we started doing this, it was well into internet pornography. That that that, that had nothing to do with it. It was the shame of making someone buy it. It wasn't um, for the the actual utility. So we would just have underwear bets. And you could you, we would just cash them in, like, the next time you saw that guy. So we would also, as as we've mentioned, drink quite excessively at these things. So it was me, Chris, uh, our friend Tom, um, and maybe my friend Adam.
2: Adam was definitely, there might have been a couple other people. And I want to be clear, this is the first Ring of Honor show I went to with FAX. I hadn't been yeah. really in on Ring of Honor. He's like, you should go. This is fun. We get there. We find a spot on the second floor near sort of near towards the bar fax says, would you like a long Island iced tea? I go, I guess. Um, and then we proceeded to drink, you know, a fair number of those ring of honor shows are long.
1: They're long and drinks are not that expensive in the grand scheme of things compared to other events in New York city, be more like club prices than like a Yankee game or something or a Knicks game or something like that. So we're putting them back feeling no pain. I've, I've informed Chris about the underwear bet. We are betting on the matches, and Chris is just wiping the floor with me, right? He's up, you know, three, or Thomas, I forget, Some, somebody's, I have basically, we're like three matches from the end of the card. I got to get all three just to tie it up, to draw even, to just not owe underwear. There's no way I'm getting underwear. And then it's, you know, a Red Dragon match, and um, I, it's my pick.
2: And I, I don't recall who they were going against. They're wrestling the addiction. Chris Daniels and Kazarian, who I, I'm in on because I've been watching. I've. It's been so long since I've watched indie wrestling at this point. I'm like, Chris Daniels, I recognize him. Yeah, where, whereas I had been pretty routinely going
1: to all the Ring of Honor shows for a bit. And I'm I'm super, super into Red Dragon. And I think it's my pick. And I'm like, Red Dragon, final answer, no doubt, confidently. Chris is totally happy with that bet we watch the match the addiction goes over and that's it i'm i've officially lost the bet now we're on how many long island iced teas at this point i would say between the two of us uh at least a baker's
2: dozen probably more somewhere in the range that's too many i don't know it's hard you know it's hard to remember the exact number when you're it's and and I'm sure we had
1: a couple of drinks before we got there too. This was uh, it's 2015. It was
0: simpler times. You were young um, boys. It was you could handle all of this booze. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, not well as the story yeah. goes. Um. <laughs> so anyway, we and again the the bar is like feet away from us, but we have to stay on the railing. So we keep doing it. like one person goes to the bar, gets around for everybody while everybody else holds the railing. You know the seat uh, seats by the railing. Uh, Cause it's GA and we just go over there. And I think it's before I go to get drinks, there's just this guy that had been s- standing next to us the whole time. And we've been kind of like conversing with him and stuff like that. Like just casually as you do with other drunk wrestling fans. And he- he's like, Oh, this, you know, th- uh, this is my friend, B- Bobby. And I'm like, Oh y- yeah. You're Bobby fish. You just wrestled a few minutes ago. Like, yeah, I know, I know who you are. Like, we're literally here to see you wrestle. And he's like, yeah, Bobby Fish is kind of like, not like, yeah. And then I just go, I get, I don't kind of don't think anything of it. I get the drinks and then I guess somehow I, I just start getting a little incensed while I'm getting the drinks. And I go, Hey Bobby, Hey Bobby Fish. And again, he's, maybe six feet away from me probably less like definitely i was closer to him than you would be to sasha banks at her meet and greet (laughs) but i'm yelling as though he's much further away and there's another match going on in the ring by the way like this is again there were still two matches to go and i just start going i go bobby fish you owe me a pair of underwear you cost me underwear you did it you cost and then, like he gets, and he's just not amused by any of it whatsoever, <laughs> and then he'd already rested the lat, I mean you know he's all sweaty, he couldn't have showered, and uh he just finally gives me an eye, and he never asks why like what what why I owe him underwear <laughs> why he I, he cost me underwear i I think I volunteered the information to make it less weird, so You know, that's when you know you've reached a certain level when you're explaining to a professional wrestler that you gamble underwear on his matches to make it less weird.
2: (laughs) And that's why Bobby Fish has always been a heel to facts ever since then. Always has been. Always has been. I'm on (laughs) Team Hung Bucks all the way.
0: And that is... That's why you can't meet Sasha Banks. You have too many Long Island iced teas. You start yelling at her about underwear. Now you've got security in, even though you're six feet away. You
1: know what, but it's not, it's not universal because I think at actual meet and greets, I I, I've been okay. Like Chris and I also once we, we have a, you know, a friend that's usually able to, to, to maybe make things happen sometimes when WWE comes to Madison square garden. And we once went for a he, – he got us a, a free mm. tickets and a free meet and greet. We hung out with uh, – it was Bray Wyatt and uh, Nia Jax, and they were just dolls. We, they were loving us. We took this Christmas picture in, in Christmas sweaters, me, Chris, and Paul, um, of, of, the, of the Jews and Reviews podcast. Um, the three of us just had a great time with them. So, you know,
0: it's just Bobby Fish. Do you think you could have a sit down with him now and be civil? Like, do you think that one, would he remember this Two, like, will you be good? So
1: I don't know what life as an indie wrestler is even a, a, a big time indie wrestler, like top line indie wrestler as He was so I, I don't know how, if like where that was on his scale. I'd like to think that he'd at least like, I don't think he'd see my face and go, oh, you're the underwear guy. Um, but I think if I said, you know, if we kind of queued him up on like, oh, I was the guy yelling, you owed me underwear. I think I'd like to think that he'd remember that. And I'm pretty sure like I did yell, you owe me underwear at him many more times in the future, but then it was normally in the context of like me in the crowd, him in the ring. So I don't know if he, you know, he certainly heard me when I was young at him five feet away at the bar. I, you know, I, I can't promise that he's ever noticed it in other circumstances when I've
0: subsequently yelled about it, uh, him costing me underwear. Isn't it insane that we feel so comfortable yelling at these strong boys, like men who could absolutely just beat the absolute fuck out of us, but because in our minds, like these are strong acting boys, I can say whatever I want because they are characters.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we were
2: watching, we we, we all watched over the weekend, uh, that Appalachian Championship wrestling match with Beastman and Shane Douglas, and there were people just yelling at horrible things at Shane Douglas. And again, his performance, not nearly as good as Beastman's, but still, like a mother and son just laying into him like it was 1996, the ECW arena. I I think that's different though,
1: right? Shane's a veteran. He understands the spell that Beastman puts people under (laughs) you know i think Shane's a pro and gets that although i do got to say listeners i don't know if garrett asks a lot i've listened to most of these episodes maybe there's a couple of yes for a lot that i haven't heard i don't know but i've never asked you for anything i'm asking i'm i'm imploring you to look up appalachian championship wrestling they have a youtube channel and just
0: and three new subscribers on this show. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I it's and I love that. I don't know whether it's because it's alphabetical or it's in recency of subscription. It's right there first when I go to YouTube. I go to my subscriptions. It's the very first thing there. I'm I'm looking for that blue dot. I'm looking for that blue dot. Hopefully, uh, and they they post content pretty regularly, uh, and have for pretty much it seems like since the beginning of the pandemic, give or take, uh, maybe slightly pre pandemic, and they have. Shane Douglas does a series of interviews called, what was it, Appalachian Undercover
2: or something like that. Um, There's Beastman matches. They're, wrestling, not- they're wrestling in what appears to be a barn with a dirt floor. Mm-hmm. And and what we found looking at their Facebook, most of the shows appear to have free admission. So they are, I don't know if they have a sponsor, if they have like a rich, you know, uh, owner like, like Tony Khan, but they are open to the people they're like look come see our shows come and, see our and show, I don't, bring a chair bring a chair they always mention bring your own chair
1: yeah bring, bring your own chair and then it's free the shows that that we we saw it appears to again be in a, a dirt covered barn um but a, a nice, barn. Barn. A nice it spe- barn it actually specifies but it's a barn. that it's like
2: a horse riding facility uh in the flyer for it yeah it kind of looks like if you know that that Cactus Jack fan hammer match from 1991 WCW, where it's a falls count anywhere and they end up fighting over the stalls. It's like if instead of them just fighting over there, they just like set up a ring in the barn. Well,
1: and, and the best thing of all is they, they're, they are promoting shows moving forward still mm-hmm. they continue to be free. They are apparently, as far as I can tell, in the parking lot of a BW3s, which I assume is not the barn. Unless they literally set this thing up, do a pony show during the day, and then get a couple of matches in the evening. This is mostly happening, there, or they're all happening in West Virginia, um, which is Beastman country. He is from, you know, deepest, darkest West Virginia. Um, They're Beastman fans. I love everything they're doing. I want to know more about it. I want to befriend these people. I I was telling you guys, I thought, you know, I've been to Japan. I've been to Madison Square Garden. I've seen wrestling at the Rosemont Horizon. I really thought going to Arena Mexico in in Mexico City, that was kind of the last thing on my wrestling bucket list. Not anymore. I got to still go to Arena Mexico, but I think I got to get to West Virginia first and see one of these shows uh, in a BW3 parking lot.
0: You've got to get there and interview that mother-son duo who have clearly been I, to all these shows. I that's my hypothesis, you guys know. I shared this.
1: I think one or both of them is the proprietor. That's why admission is free. They just are doing the show for themselves. They don't want a TV show, right? They don't want to be AEW. That's a lot of work. They just want to see old ECW wrestlers and Beast Man. And they'll put on a show and just let anybody that wants to go come for free. Just bring your own chair right we're just not gonna pay them, extra if you have a chair but
0: yeah i i will point out one thing at the beginning of this which the the video of the shane douglas beast man match runs around 17 minutes they don't yes. start wrestling until at least the eight to nine minute mark mm-hmm. uh, in wrestling very loose very loose term for how this match starts but and oh no, to start, uh, go ahead go ahead yeah, no, the one thing I did notice before they were wrestling, I saw a man walking around the crowd with a bucket. So they are doing the way that the the musicians down on Broadway in Nashville get paid. They're going oh. around with a busket, bucket asking for tips. And you know what? It's like, right. is this going straight into Beastman's pocket? Here's a crisp hundy. Put that right in his Nope, his No, 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 no. Here is a rubber banded from a bank <laughs> stack of
1: a hundred singles strip club style. I want to seem like Ted DiBiase doing it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's, but okay. So maybe there's donations. Maybe it's gambling, right? Mm. Maybe the bucket is they're They're doing some underwear, but ba- maybe they're paying for beast men's uh, attire. It's, it's donations to the wrestlers because I, I, I don't know. I, Another thing about that video, and um, and again, these guys can't be like Shane Douglas is still a name. Like, you still have to pay him to go to West Virginia, right? Who's their right. champion? What was that? He, and he's the in, host of the shit interview series. He he hosts a monthly sit-down interview series. He's on every show, it seems like. But there's also like we've seen New Jack before he passed, Sabu, Buff Bagwell. Like, they're getting not the top of the crop in modern day, but like they're getting guys they have to pay some money for, and they're letting people mm-hmm. see it for free. They're doing the Lord's work. And and best of all, of this video, too, is you guys obviously call it, we now know what the official local West Virginia, the Beastman people, have shown us what the official Beastman chant is. Mm. Beastman, Beastman, husk, 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 Beastman, Beastman, husk, husk, husk. Yeah, so we, we we implore all of you guys to do it along with us uh, at all future stops for him. Uh, I mean, it'll be no time before people are just doing it. It'll be easy. It'll be like, you know, when the rock says, you know, like it'll be it'll be like that. But if you want to get on board, you've got maybe three or four weeks
2: to, to be one of the early adopters on the Beastman. When they're chanting this at hockey games. You want to be the one who can say, I was chanting, I was one of the first people to chant that when people were just doing it at wrestling shows before it became just a national thing that people chanted.
1: So when, now when it's, it's, Oh, I'm sorry, go I'm ahead. sorry, I was gonna say well, you know, you can say that you were doing it when it was just a thing at wrestling shows, when it's replaced the uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, and we're doing it to honor <laughs> President Beastman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, thinking of the ro- this Rocky Maya level rise of Beast Man, billion dollar movies every month, TV show. He's got his he's not going to have tequila, but he will certainly have a barbecue sauce that takes off like no other. Ooh, um, his seasonings. Oh man, I would love some of those deepest darkest West Virginia se- rubs that Beast Man recommends. So, I think within the next year. We need to make your bucket list item come true. Mm -hmm. I looked Mm -hmm. it up. For both of us, it is an eight hour drive.
1: Oh, very nice. That's
0: how far I drive every time I drive to Chicago for one of these AEW shows. And you know what? I wouldn't mind drinking some Long Island iced teas in a barn. I think we could, at the very least. I mean, Mountain Dews. We.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say uh, some some hard Mountain Dews. Get some actual moonshine, right? It's West Virginia. We can get the real stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm in. We go down to the D.C. area, not super infrequently. That's basically exactly halfway for me.
2: Yeah. So, I'm, we'll I, take that I, one been, off air. I mean, we're gonna play, we're gonna figure out a weekend, right? I mean, this is actually gonna happen for sure.
0: Okay, so this is such an odd thing. We spent we had a very long group text about West Virginia, the ACW promotion, and what is happening Labor Day weekend in West Virginia. Oh yeah,
1: I I I think we've all kind of fucked up, right? I'm going to be out of the country. I'm not going to be at any wrestling shows. Um, Gary, you're going to all out,
0: right? I can't. I can't. It's too close to baby time, which I realize I just kind of glossed over for any of our listeners. Yeah, I do have a baby on the way now. There's, It's been an interesting 11 months since we took off. Uh, yeah, there will be a baby about All Out weekend. Too close for me to be able to go to All Out. Do you want to tell them about the eye patch,
1: too, that you're now sporting? <laughs>
0: I actually wear two eye patches. I'm blind. Um, I took too many blue chews, and it's true. Uh, you 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 can go blind doing that. Um, that is how the baby that's, happened.
1: That's that's why. That's why his his favorite restaurant Olivers all of us is Beast Man, is because you can feel him entering a room. You don't need to see it to understand.
2: <laughs> it but, I, but yes. I will be it all out weekend with our our compatriot uh, Derek. Uh, we're going to Dynamite, uh, think, uh, I believe, uh, thanks to our listener to Lowell, um, on that one, and, and, and All Out itself, and probably Art of War Games, too. We haven't figured that out yet, but um, yeah, so we won't be in West Virginia, where Beastman is in a War Games. A motherfucking War Games match with Beastman.
0: Easily the best war games match of the weekend. Sorry, GCW. I don't know if Nick Gage will be ready for war games too. If he is, maybe I change my mind. But we got Beastman, and I say, "Facts, I don't know if you're on board for this. You and I should not watch all out. We should just hear it secondhand from Derek and Chris, who will be in the building. You and I get to watch war games and tell them what they fucked up and missed out on. Now I I believe
1: I that it's going to be on YouTube, right? So it's it's not even like iwtv or fight. It's just full-blown YouTube. Did, is that right?
2: Look, there's right a good now. chance wherever I am in Chicago, even if it's at all out, I will be watching uh the war game streaming on YouTube. <laughs>
0: Is wait, So is there, a, you know what? I did not even consider that maybe we don't get to see live because as I, far as I can tell, it is not on IWTV. I, I think it was advertised as being on YouTube, but
1: I don't, I'm going to, I don't know that they have the live technology. So we'll have to figure that out, but we'll take that offline. If there is a way to make that happen, we're going to make that happen. It doesn't matter that I'm going to be in Iceland several hours off the uh, i'm doing it and if it's not possible well listeners if you know anyone in west virginia that has an iphone
0: and, and a love of buffalo wild it, wings
1: and a, right a love we will pay for i will pay for their wings i will pay for their wings if they can facetime us in to, to beast
0: man war games This is... I'm in, I'm in on this. I am in... I really... Yeah. They, You can get as close to the ring as you want. As far... I think. Like, you got to bring your own chair. I'm not paying yeah. for your chair. I will not pay for right. you to buy a chair. you got to find your own. This one
2: may have... this. There's no mention of bringing your own chair on the poster for this one. So this may be at a place with chairs.
0: Can you imagine pulling up to, like, any restaurant and seeing a war game set up in the parking lot?
1: I... I uh, I can't, but that's, I mean, it's amazing. By the way, I'm
0: that's Googling. about it.
2: Victory Championship Wrestling. This one, not Appalachians, Victory Championship Wrestling. Oh, um, shit. Ticket's not on sale yet, so I, I can't tell okay. you how expensive it's going to be, but it's going to be worth the price of admission for sure.
1: Yeah, if they got to put that cage up, I think they, they got to charge something for tickets, you know, or at least have like a minimum bucket of wings size. You gotta order. So now here's a you question. Here's a question. So- the bucket just dropping your bones, in it. <laughs> and then and then when Beast Man enters, he just drops his big bone in somebody's <laughs> some small child's bucket. It just shoots up, gets detritus
2: everywhere. So I I have a question for you guys. So I'm looking at the teams for the war games. Right on one side are a team called the Deplorables, none mm. of whom I recognize. Clearly heals at least to us. Um, on the other side, heroes in West Virginia, (laughs) potentially, I don't know. Beast Man, someone named Andrew Palace, Zeke Mercer, and a mystery partner. Who do we think Beast Man's mystery partner is? Oh, and why is it Nick Gage?
1: No, I don't, it's Shane Douglas, right? I mean, it's a hundred years, yeah, it's. It's Shane Douglas, and then he's going to do his next monthly interview with Beastman. He's going to pack it in that weekend, right? They're probably doing – because just like, you know, All Out, right? They they create this cottage thing, Art of War Games 2. There's a lot of – it's the same thing for West Virginia. They're going to do the big war games. They're going to do an Appalachian, I'm sure, is doing a card that weekend too – you know, really get, get everybody in West Virginia blood blend. It's going to be Shane because it did seem like we're not going to spoil, uh, the finish of, of Shane and beast man, but there definitely seemed to be some respect shared between the two of them at the end of that match. Hmm. It, it definitely,
0: they definitely were going for, for, you know, the, uh, the, the,
1: the double babyface thing at the end, I think
0: speaking um. of respect and beast man, uh, I, I do have a little bit of a problem with, uh, a crime he posted over the weekend on Instagram. It, um, I don't know. It, it felt, it felt weird. I would, if I were in traffic, this would have bothered me. He was stuck behind a parade in a long line of traffic and his Instagram also very weird because you get to hear him speak. You see him in street clothes. It's just, um, it's a peek behind the curtain that I... You know, have your personal account. Give me my Beastman account. Like I need Beastman doing Beastman things, not driving on the wrong side of the road, cutting an entire thing of traffic.
1: Yeah, because in re- in real life, he's now he's Brendan Fraser at the end of Encino Man, not Brendan Fraser at the beginning of Encino Man, which is the way he was in his early career. Don't get
0: us wrong. He's still wheezing the juice, but For he sure. it, yeah, he he has on a shirt. And, you know, that is not how I know my beast man. <laughs> my beast man actually can't get into a Buffalo Wild Wings because of his attire. That's right.
2: So I will say I, I do want to take a bit of a hard turn here because we did talk about this. One thing we had on the list of things talked about today um, f- from. Um, f- from from West Virginia to Tokyo. Um <laughs> I have been watching the G one. Now is, is Beastman in the G one? So they're using Jonah as sort of their Beastman. It's not quite as good, but Jonah's doing well. Um in fact I would actually argue so so I think the, the G one's been good. It's been enjoyable. Um the four the four blocks thing has definitely hurt it um in the way that we all thought it would, because there's just less great matches and just by percentage, more Chase Owens matches um
0: yeah um, god damn see i want to get back exist. into new japan but now more chase owens this is all you're already not selling me on this but i i hope that so, so again go. garrett garrett come join me
1: the axis show chase owens ain't ever fucking on that thing right they're only given an hour a week of whatever's going on in japan he's i think i've seen him in a six man once
0: okay
2: so I will say, I, I, I'm going to make a couple of recommendations. I don't want to make too many because I don't want to overburden people here. First, uh, Jonah Okada from over the weekend was delightful. Um, if you're a Jonah fan, Okada did really, I mean, people were comparing it to Vader against Anoki from the 80s. It's not quite a squash at that level, but um, Okada did make Jonah look like a king and he's clearly going places in new japan that's exciting it's a fresh guy at the top at the very least i'm not a huge jonah fan but again he's a uh, a middle class man's beast man but it's still they're setting up up jonah for
1: a big match where him and mox are gonna bleed a whole lot and he'll never be on television anywhere
2: Oh for sure,
0: yes. <laughs> He's actually going to make him go behind a curtain and <laughs> blade. The match ends behind that. You never see the finish, and uh
2: that's once again just for mocks. I w- th- the other thing I would recommend, <laughs> uh which yes, I mean that's definitely going to happen. By the way, the mock sings one hundred um, percent. One of the things I've really liked about the d G- one this year is they have gotten a few of the uh, you know uh, non Japanese guys in the Gaijin. As as the insiders like to say, um, Tom Lawler has been a delight. He's taken Pete, the the Japanese people really into him taking his jorts off into the the tight jorts. Um, very you funny mean, well, it's with yeah. Yano. Yeah, um, he's been both funny and pe- the the Japanese people are falling in love with Tom Lawler. Um, I actually, because of Tom Lawler, I broke my no tag matches rule today and watched. Uh, the tag match with him and Zack Sabre, because they're not going to have a singles match. And I just had to see that. They had a, a round of technical wrestling followed by uh, them screaming about George Michael and Boy George in each other's faces. And that's okay. kind of the, what I love about wrestling right there. Who is yeah. in Tom Lawler's block? So it's um that's the big boy block. That's Jonah um, Foley, Lance Archer, Jeff Cobb, um, Yano, um, Lawler, and Okada. That's the beef, bo- beef boss division. That's yeah.
0: Why yeah, did they, they do doing... that to Okada? <laughs> like, why does he have to go against against the beef man? Like uh, the, the, I... the, the boys that are in the, the laboratory right now creating a seasoning that's going to blow your mind, and Okada has to fight them,
2: all of them, one by one um yeah it's been interesting uh, <laughs> well, again it's just these blocks together it's just like
1: again like the, the parallels with okada and like early 90s flair just continue to be uncanny where they're just like eh the fans are over him just toss him in whatever bullshit like he needs to be there otherwise the fans are result. but they don't really like him and then you know obviously it's what everyone loves
2: yeah, Bad Luck Fale is like Okada's uh, – sorry, like Flair's like Junkyard Dog when he had just had to wrestle main event to Clash of the Champions against Junkyard Dog because they just had no one else. And it's like, oh, I guess he's got to wrestle Fale. It'll be fine.
1: And then it's Okada's fault if it doesn't draw. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, You know, I – I thanks for letting me know. I, I personally am going to just keep on. I've been trying to – I'm way behind on the Axis show. trying to catch up on that. And, but I have found it refreshing. And and we were, we were talking before we went on air, you know, talking about guys like, uh, like Naito, that it's like, I was so sick of him. Right. And I just felt like all of these guys, like, yeah, the matches are all good, but I'm just bored and bored. And after, uh, taking some time off from new Japan, um, and now kind of coming back and kind of limiting my intake, it's made all of it really more special again, where it's just like, Naito Tanahashi, I, I assume I've seen that 35 times. If not, I could certainly make it, make it play in my head without too much difficulty. Yet now that I, I haven't seen, you know, I, I mean, I've seen Tanahashi wrestle a bunch of guys in the US, but I haven't really seen either of those guys fight anybody on a big stage in a, in a Japanese match in a, in a while. It, it does make it a lot more, a lot more exciting. And hopefully that can be another thing with these G1 guys is just bringing in some new blood, right? Because that's what they sorely needed. And, and whether, we, you know, we might disagree with how they do the blocks or exactly the guys, because obviously we wanted more AEW guys, you know, but you kind of get any new blood's going to be really good because it just makes, that's the, the New Japan problem was never the matches. The matches never stopped being great. It was just that they kept, they were getting stale and I kind of sort of didn't really care who won.
0: It's honestly, yeah, it kind of got to the point where WWE was just repeating the same matches every single week, but on a grander scale of, you know, physicality and, you know, workmanship. Yeah, it would be like if somebody adventured to Mars
1: for the last several years with no WWE coverage and they came back the day before SummerSlam and they were like, ooh, Brock Roman,
2: too, like and there's a tractor like it would have been pretty badass yeah no that was definitely a big problem for new japan was that they it felt especially last year the middle of last year it felt like i was like i think they're just repeating themselves i think they're just out of opponents like it was the same they had like three junior tag teams they just kept wrestling each other for the title it was like well they with these guys didn't challenge this month i guess it's got to be the other ones um and so yeah i've been with you facts like i I like the G1 a lot, so I've been kind of like getting up and, and watching, again, not all of it, to be clear, like chunks of it. Um, but outside of that, I'm going to hang with the Access show and just kind of catch up and, you know, an hour a week make, keeps it special. And,
1: you, you know, by the way, who is a heavyweight with some history in Japan, uh, not in the G1, but is available now is a free agent who I think could could maybe do some things in New Japan. Uh, Johnny Ace. <laughs> there you go yeah johnny ace maybe he could get some some jonah matches in tokyo
0: what well, is that what uh i mean does johnny ace really want to wrestle over there is that going to be a? Is that gonna be a conrad thing because we were discussing this before the mics came on you said that conrad has a plan or it seems that, so that apparently
2: on his podcast he said that the, the flair thing he does not plan any uh, more rick flair matches but this is was proof of concept of something for conrad my assumption is that this is proof of con- concept for um everyone's last match like last match conrad's gonna produce you know the 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 freak show ending for everyone
1: so basically which I, by the way, I, I buy it 100% because it seems like the first StarCast was setting up for this, right? For the Flares last. Like, clearly, all this StarCast stuff getting bigger and better was all about eventually promoting a show. Now he's promoted a show. He wants to promote more shows, bigger shows. But if his end game is making Legends of Wrestling, I, I, I think he should check the history books on how that one went.
2: I don't, I, I do think he, look, I, I think there's an idea of of doing these matches that I think there's a um, a freak show aspect to them that I think is interesting. The question is also though, I would, look, Flair is a well one of the biggest stars in wrestling history, and someone who again we were all well aware had like nearly died not that long ago. I don't know if I'm as excited to see the Undertaker wrestle one more time. Although maybe there's enough people that that's I, a market. Here, here's why I don't buy it. Right. Because Ric
1: Flair is unique in that. He is, you know, wrestling immortality, one of the biggest stars of all time. And of the biggest stars of all time, he is the only one that almost recently died and has no fucking money, right? Like, because Hogan, uh, well, Warrior's dead, but like Hogan, Takers, Shawn Michaels, people like that, if they were ever going to do it, they're going to do it for Saudi money for WWE, right? Conrad can't compete with the the, uh, the crown prince.
0: That's... I, yeah, I can't think of anybody at Flair's caliber. Like, yeah, you're right. Just that, literally that exact situation. Like, Jake the Snake isn't there. Like, you're not going to get six... What was it, like 6,500 What you said was around the...
2: Is something in the 6,000 range, uh, uh, six something in the 6,000 range gate was almost as big as all in, um, higher ticket prices. Obviously, I was fewer tickets, but that's wow. wow. Well,
1: granted, they all, all in could have probably sold twice as many tickets, right? Right, if it, if it, right. Whereas they you know moved to a larger venue, which I guess all in couldn't do, um, because a larger venue than 10,000 is a little harder to do on short notice. I, I don't know. I'm not going to put too much into it because I don't think anyone's going to be interested in Flair again after this. And again, I just can't conceive of anyone that's anywhere near that star power that WWE wouldn't just do, right? If they were willing to do another match, w- why not? Like, they'd get paid more to do less in WWE. What do you think Conrad's plan is, if not that? I think his plan is to just promote more matches. I just think, I think it's going to be more. I can't get one, well, A, I think there's definitely going to be more flair matches. I called that uh, b- before he wrestled, and what we've seen happen in Puerto Rico, which we can get to in a minute, has seems to make people agree that that was almost definitely not his last match, um, now that he's proven he can make money, still. Um, what do you so think I, he I get, think-
0: like, could he get, like, Mick Foley, now that they have a podcast together, like... Would Mick be willing to do a tag match? I I think
1: Mick Foley is probably about as big as he can get. And I think that because you can't match Flair as a one-off, again, either you start overtly promoting it as we're just going to keep doing these till Flair dies. But I think even Conrad, I don't think, would quite go that far. So I think it is going to be more the Legends of Wrestling. Like, well, we'll get another Flair
2: match. We'll get you Foley, and maybe we can get you Jake the Snake. And now there's three matches. I think I do think, though, again, I said this last week, but Foley Undertaker Hell in a cell 25 years later with tag partners. I think they're crazy enough to do it. And I, I think I'd kind of watch that. I just again, I can't imagine
1: Taker. Right. He doesn't need the money. He like and and again, he could have kept doing WrestleManias.
0: Man, watching taker's face like we were close enough in that arena that we could i kind of kept looking at what is undertaker's reaction to some of this stuff and there were times he had looks on his face where he wasn't on camera that just felt like ooh, this 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 is uh this is worse than goldberg and me and saudi this (laughs) is uh you know right he just had he had moments where it seemed a little cringy for
2: him so maybe it won't happen i don't know
0: Or or maybe
1: again with Vince down as as CEO and they do want to make WWE seems by all accounts, they want to make it more attractive. Nick Khan's been doing it for years to being sold, right? I I think that there is now an inevitability of WWE being sold. It may not be for 10 years, but I think there's an inevitability of it. So you got to clean it up. So, hey, maybe WWE does formally cut ties with the crown prince. And somebody, and we talked about this last week, somebody's got to step in. That Crown Prince wants to see wrestling. And he wants to see wrestlers from the 80s and 90s. So I think you can, I think Conrad could get (laughs) X-Pac. You know, I think he could get X-Pac and and maybe Mick
2: Foley. Um, I don't know, Al Snow. Um, Have we considered the the Crown Prince could be funding Appalachian Championship Wrestling? (laughs) Maybe he's a... Maybe he's a big ECW fan and a big Beastman fan, and he's just like, look, I need a place for these guys to work, and I, like, I can't show up for these, but you got to put it on YouTube for me. That's and also, e- Shane, can you talk to Buff Bagwell? I really want to hear you guys, you guys have a conversation.
1: That's exactly what's going to happen. We're going to plan something in the fall. We're going to go down. We're going to go to that address. There's no Buffalo Wild Wings there. It's we just find out that there's a whole conspiracy. They say it's in the parking lot of Buffalo Wild Wings. It looks like it's in a fucking horse barn, and it turns out they just keep the lights down so you can't tell. It's just sand. It's just sand in the Saudi desert. <laughs> and the, for the prince, it's like you bring your own chair because he has a fucking
2: throne. So what is he <laughs> here? You know, he, he's. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, I mean, when they did those Saudi shows in WWE, right, they did. um, Everyone had those like lounge chairs in the front row. So maybe that's the idea. It's, you know, hey, um, we can't get those nice lounge chairs for everyone. But everyone kind of it's an open seating scenario here. It's we're not going to pack people next to each other. You're going to be. Yeah. You you know, what's another show that had free tickets when Kim
1: Jong Un (laughs) had a super show in North Korea? I think the Saudi
2: prince, right? They, those people aren't paying for those seats, right, in the stadium in Saudi. Are you suggesting that Beast Man could do one hundred and fifty thousand against Flair in North Korea? I'm suggesting,
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's right. Final answer. A- except for he may get in trouble because if Kim Jong Il. Thinks he Beast Man makes him look like less of a man, and there's really nothing Beast Man can do about that, right? I mean, he's fucking Beast Man. He's a he's a he's a he is a, a handsome pile of man. So that could get him into trouble, but it'll be a hell of a hell of a gate up until then. It's like it's like. Did you switch the 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 um? Dark side of the mat when Bischoff's talking about jogging in Korea, and who knows if that's real or not, but just imagining the way he tells that story and how confused all these Korean people were of seeing this like this this white man just jogging freely in the morning and they're all confused and kind of freaking out. Imagine you replace what early forties Eric Bischoff with fucking beast man. You could do that in West Virginia. And it's gonna it's gonna rattle a few cages, let alone in uh,
0: Pyongyang. <laughs> what we're saying, Ada, what is, is it? A uh, Appalachian Pro Wrestling? A- 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 Appalachian a- Championship Wrestling. You've gotten some good good words said about you on here. Um, I know the tickets are already free, so you can't give us free admission. But maybe you provide our seats and we'll keep saying nice Ooh. things. I think uh, there can't be a ton of podcasts talking about this promotion right outside of West Virginia. I, maybe we should sponsor a show. If that, yeah. is, oh my God,
2: we'll throw That's some money
0: in the bucket from afar. We sponsor a Beastman match. We get him on here. He becomes our regular fourth.
1: I just remember, like, every time we used to do, like, a Davy Boy Smith episode, we'd always see a bunch of extra downloads in the UK and stuff like that. I just wonder if, like, Garrett, you check in, like, a couple of months, and just, we're flat everywhere else, but just our West Virginia numbers, are, our West Virginia numbers and our North Korea numbers are both just
0: going through the roof. Do you think that somebody close to Beastman was like, there's these fucking weirdos that are uh, three different states talking about you. You know, um, the, the, there's something yeah. there. You're, you're hitting with people. The word is spreading. That time yeah, that I they mean, saw you in the Malcolm X Community College really like left, uh, left a fine memory. Well, okay, wait. If we can get in contact with the Appalachian
1: people, right, and we can get something that shares shore, what if, you guys do what you're going to do with your steak off, but save some of that seasoning. You do steak off to judge taster beast, man.
0: That guy, you're going to have to make that
1: meat real rare.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to be so disappointed if he's a well done man.
1: <laughs> he, he's, he wants it right off the boat. Bu- you're going to have to just make Turkey legs. So I, I I don't think they make uh choose your narrative turkey
0: seasoning but um whatever i show him the four seasons and he says throw the vegetable one away
2: <laughs> is- i think we bring it we go to the show we bring a portable barbecue we cook for beast man you know in the in the horse
0: barn it's right. you know it's a big room it's not gonna smoke everybody out if anything it's gonna look like there's a hazer there give them a little production value Well,
1: and and we know the Beastman has wrestled the bring your fans, bring weapons to the match. So we could also use the seasoning as Fuji dust, right?
0: (laughs) You are Mm -hmm. stealing spots from control your narrative. If those guys had any sense of humor, that spot would have already been done. But you know what? I'm pretty sure sense of humor is in the list of don'ts. On that uh, 10-page list. If they
1: also had a sense of humor, we would never be talking about them, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) And they didn't take this Enterprise
0: so deathly seriously. When do you guys get to see them? Like, how many
2: months away are we from hearing a report back from... It's just about one month, right, I think? No, it's more. November is control your narrative. We're we're a month away from Beastman. Oh, yeah, I meant Beastman. I meant Beastman. I'm sorry, I was...
0: Yeah, you're a month from Beastman, a couple months from Control Your Narrative. We've got a lot on the horizon. I. I it sounds like you're out next week, Facts. It might just be Chris and I. Are we cooking steaks and Yeah, you get that...
2: I'm happy to... Maybe we'll see if we can get a guest, or maybe... Because we might need someone to fill the space if we're eating the steaks on air. Like, someone's going to need to be able to speak for us.
0: Yeah, I don't need... ASMR of us. I think going back and listening to the sound of us (laughs) quietly eating steaks is going to make me throw up. So I need somebody talking (laughs) over the chewing. Right.
1: And and you need somebody that either knows about Beast Man and or about drinking drinking mountain dew hard mountain dews at a wrestling show. Right. Because otherwise the listenership's just gonna drop off.
0: Yeah. Either way, next week, we're going to be back with uh some some amazing content for you. Will we talk about Beast Man for another 20 minutes? You're Goddamn right, but guess what? This week we did it at the end. So we surprised you. You thought maybe they're not talking Beast Man this week. Of course we're talking Beast Man this week. We did Moxley up top this time. Next week, who knows? Maybe we talk about both of them in the middle.
2: That's it. That's it. The show's over. I just I just think you should rate review and subscribe. Give us five stars, just like every Beastman match. Absolutely. They can't give us
1: seven stars.
0: Yeah, that, they should be able to unless does Google allow reviews and stars yet, or is it just uh an Apple thing? If you're on the Apple, give us those stars. Give us those reviews. Follow at head on Instagram. Uh that is where and you know what? At predetermined podcast as well. I'm gonna start updating that. I feel like we need to start posting Pictures of Chris's shirts every week, where he got them. So show you where you can get his fantastic shirt collection, regardless of what his wife thinks. And also check out those Hardway Heater matches, uh, because at the I forgot to mention this. I wanted to throw this in at the end, at least after his first one in the pit. John Wayne Murdoch came out with a microphone, welcomed him to ICW after the second match against Gary J, which he won. It was awesome. And then uh, DeMonto came out and informed everybody that he will be fighting in a battle of the tough guys in Boston at the end of the month against Hoodfoot. Uh Hoodfoot's okay? Yeah. Hoodfoot is the guy that ended up getting Heater's spot when he broke his neck. So this is kind of getting the revenge for him getting that spot, you know, after he was out.
2: Well, that's going to be a good war- Hoodfoot had had a pretty bad injury. at GCW show yeah. like a month or two ago, so I'm glad Hoodfoot's back as well. That injury was fucking gross.
0: I've never seen anything like that. They literally broke light tubes and instead of breaking them over each other, we're literally poke stabbing, you know, like it's, it's nasty.
1: Don't. Uh, can you edit that part out just in case John Moxley is listening? <laughs> <laughs> they did what now? <laughs> can anyone I- even put it in their dick hole i'll put it in my fucking dick hole yeah,
0: i want to swab that thing around like a covid test in there
2: <laughs> R- renee's podcast is going to be if if you're hearing this renee's podcast is not a sponsor if you're not she's become a sponsor be- t- to get us to cut this i can't <laughs> wait for a pleasant chat between renee and beast man okay <laughs> great
0: all right, all right well, everybody I- Oh, sorry. You, you. Somebody else throw. No, just I'm, I'm done. Adios. I'm out. Hit our goddamn music.